Hey, what's up guys? I just dropped off Olivia at my parents' house and so I have a few moments to chat with you for a little bit. Thanks so much to those of you who listened to the first episode and gave me some great feedback on it and I really wasn't expecting anybody to be listening but I'm really uh, grateful that you are and that uh, this kind of this sort of um, format benefits anybody really. That's great. So today I'd like to just talk a little bit about setbacks and struggles. And now I'm just going to premise that with saying that I know that I'm a pretty fortunate dude. My parents have pretty a pretty good, you know, head on their shoulders and they've, they've done their best to take care of me and my siblings. They were able to get their, their licenses, their dental license here in the States, you know, shortly after moving to the States. And so my brother and sister and I didn't really have to worry about where our next meal is going to come from or getting to a good school or whatever. After we were about 15 years old, or after about I was about 15 years old, I feel like things were pretty stable for our family. And so I'm really fortunate. I owe my parents a lot for that. Um, but I think it's it's okay for me to talk about struggle because no matter what socioeconomic status you are, uh, struggles relative and everybody goes through struggles and the reason that it's it's relevant for me right now is because I'm I'm 32 now and I'm at the age now where others are relying on me so um, I'm starting a little family and my little family is relying on me to uh, bring some sort of financial stability my my parents are phasing into you know they're they're approaching the later years of their career and they're gonna start slowing down and they have more doctor's appointments, and I have to be kind of like a, a rock for my family. And so there's a lot of unpredictability in this in this phase, and I have to be able to to help people. And I'm, I'm really excited about it, but at the same time, you can only help people if you're in a good spot yourself. It's kind of like when you're in an airplane and they tell you to, 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 give your, to, to use the oxygen before you give oxygen to your child. I feel like you gotta be on, you know, on pretty solid ground if you really want to be helping your family as much as you can. And I, I might be wrong. This is how I feel. Um, but in any case, I want to talk to you about about struggles and failures. I, I've had several failures in my lifetime. I've had a lot of failures. Having wanted to start businesses since I was a little kid, I failed at my Beanie Baby, Beanie Baby business, right? Because I, I bought Beanie Babies and I expected them to appreciate right away and sell them for a quick buck but uh i learned from that that you need to choose your choose your assets a little more wisely and you have to have a more, more patience if you're going to be waiting for your assets to appreciate i learned from my my supplement selling business and my attempted weed selling business in high school uh that you really need a like um predictability and sustainability in your your I guess your product development, <laughs> as ridiculous as this, as that sounds, um, but yeah, and, and ethically, it's got to be sound. I, I learned the rule that that you know you have to to win not by not by um, you, you win by creating value, not by any kind of unethical um, exploitation. So that was a really important lesson for me to learn. Uh, I learned in high school. So in high school, I was really really into wrestling. I, I totally loved it. I liked WWF when I was a kid. I used to watch Bret the Hitman Hart and uh, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin, all those guys. I used I used to watch them and want to be like them. So I started um, college, uh, sorry, high school wrestling with the goal of becoming a college wrestler. 
and I was, I was really good too. I, whenever I start something, I go hardcore. And so I was going super hardcore on wrestling. I did a bunch of camps in other States. I would, you know, wake up like five o'clock in the morning. I'd have like one of those, um, a parachute backpack and I would run with the parachutes or I'd have like a bungee cord around my waist and my dad would be holding me back and I'd be running. Um, it was a pretty amazing time, actually really, really fun. And it's amazing to be able to dedicate yourself so much to, to improving yourself in one area and then seeing how far that goes. But I learned by wrestling that I, I shouldn't let myself get burnt out. Uh, I got burnt out in wrestling when I was a junior in, in high school. And that's the time where they asked me to be the, the, the wrestling team captain. And unfortunately, I was, I was already burnt out on it. I decided I had other priorities. You know, I had a, had a girlfriend. I like cutting class. I like, you know, partying and, and whatever. So I, I dropped the ball in wrestling and I've regretted it for so long ever since. So since then, I decided that I'm not going to quit on stuff that I feel like I, I really care about. And I really should should be mindful of not letting myself get burnt out. My my high school wrestling coach taught me so much, uh, Ronald Davis. He's such an amazing person, teaching me about um, just overall etiquette and uh, and and work ethic. And I really took away a lot from that. <clears throat> I, I will say though that that Teresa thinks that one thing about wrestling kind of messed me up a little bit. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with it. A wrestling match is um, is six minutes total in length, and so you wrestle for two minutes, and then wrestle for another two minutes, and then a final two minutes, and so you really work the the hardest you can in that time frame to try to dominate your opponent, and it requires you to use like bursts of energy, and and the way that we 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 kind of put it in, put that into a motto, we used to say to leave it all on the mat right? So no energy like should come off the mat. So when you're done with your match, you're, you already gave it your absolute all. And so that's how I treat a lot of my obstacles and a lot of my, my goals in my life. I expend crazy amounts of energy and I just go all out. I go freaking hardcore. And I think that's great because I'm really fast at iterating. That's one really important thing. I think for anybody starting a business is you just iterate. You just do something, you try it, and then see what works and what doesn't work, and then fix it, and then put it out again. The important thing is speed and putting it out. But one downside to that is you can burn yourself out. And that's exactly what happened in wrestling. I got I got burnt out. And so <clears throat> Teresa suggested to me that I should actually treat my life more like a marathon or a, um, a, a, a jiu-jitsu match right? Because in jujitsu or in a marathon, you're conserving your energy for key points. And then you, you can go, you can release a burst of energy and then kind of scale back and preserve and, and take care of yourself. And super important advice for me to hear right now in my life, actually, because I've been working so hard at this online course thing. I'm, I'm working at building this platform that will be the best online um, education source for for dental implant training that I really haven't been taking too much care of myself and I really have been <clears throat> sorry I've really been uh, neglecting my own you know things that I do for fun and so I'm getting to the point now where I have a launch coming up in one month and man I'm I'm feeling it I'm feeling pretty tired <laughs> and it's it's it, it's a challenge because this week 
well, tomorrow actually, we're flying out to Seattle. We're going to stay there for two weeks uh, for Olivia's first round of surgery. And then we're going to be leaving again next month for, uh, for another two weeks for another round of surgery. And so all of these things are kind of coming to a head and it's kind of coinciding with my product launch. I, you know, obviously I'm a family man. I take care of my, my, my family and one of my priorities is to be there for them. But it would also be totally irresponsible of me to just drop the ball on everything else. So I've been working really hard on setting up a system and really building up my team. Um, my team is really, is just fantastic. And I owe them so much for helping me get through this. Um, but just, I think the only way that we're able to do this is as a team effort. Whereas before I was, I was doing, I was relying on myself too much and that's really not the way to do it. I, I I think I've heard somebody say, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And this time I feel like I'm doing it the right way by bringing my team into the overall picture. Um, Sorry, I kind of stopped talking about my failures for a little while. I've, I've, I've had a bunch of them, right? I told you about the Beanie Babies, told you about the supplements and the weed. When I was, when I graduated from undergrad, I, I started and I, I got into dental school. I took a year off just so I can, um, just so I can have life experience, I guess. I, I started a, a little business. I, I found this guy out in India to make websites for me. And I would go, I would basically cold call a bunch of dental offices and ask them, if they needed a, a website made for their office. And so I, I didn't make a lot off of this. I probably made like 15 or $20,000 off of this little venture, but I mean, it was, it's still great for, you know, for a 19 year old kid trying to make, make a buck and learn about business. I, what I learned from this one is that, uh, I, I learned to cold call and cold calling is a really hard thing to get used to. It's really hard to get used to rejection and I got really, really comfortable with rejection because my mentality was it's just one more no on the way to an inevitable yes. And so I got used to just asking. I was always the squeaky wheel. I was never embarrassed about asking. And so that was really cool. And just as a side note, what, what's even cooler is I, I did a website for somebody out in, uh, in Elk Grove, for this dentist out in Elk Grove. And then like fast forward like 10 years or something, uh, she came and took one of my implant courses here in Stockton at, in, in, um, in my office. And that was really neat. She was, she was real, really a loyal fan, you know, to follow me from my first business and then to my second business. Uh, so that was a really neat thing. I tried to start more businesses when I was in, when I was in dental school, I was trying to start a business as well. Uh, it was called Simplify GP. It was a, um, a business that, or it was a software that would allow dentists to monitor their KPIs of their practice, to monitor, you know, if they're on track with the collections, productions, overhead, whatever. And so I, I we, me, we, me and some friends tried to get that off of the ground. We, we tried raising uh, some money from friends and family, or actually from our instructors. And some of our instructors were super cool and actually gave us money for it. Uh, specifically, on if, just in case you're listening, Christopher Jenkin, uh, he's a dentist out in, I think, Pacifica. He, he loaned us some money. And so super, super cool. We got some support from our dental school faculty. Uh, but we ended up not getting a testable product. And it's just because we didn't have expertise. We didn't have any, like, technical expertise. So that was, uh, I, I learned that you really need to have a minimum viable product and expertise to make it and make a lot of iterations. You can't just say you're going to 
do something and you don't actually know how to do it and you're relying on some money to get you that expertise. So that's just not going to work at all. Uh, when, when I was in Pross residency, I, I tried to start another business. And so that one was, um, was a, a workflow, I guess, or a, or a way to make facial prosthetics for, um, for people who didn't have access to, you know, a, to an anaplastologist or a maxillofacial prosthodontist using, um, using scanning technology to scan their face and remotely make a facial prosthetic for them. And I, I entered in, it was called the Michigan Business Challenge. Michigan's got a really good business program. And so I was able to, to join their, like their entrepreneur network after hours. So I'd do my process training during the day and at night I would go take classes with them. And I was in this in this Michigan business challenge and I ended up getting to fourth place out of like it's like a hundred something teams and, and they're you know they're not they're not like whatever teams. They're they're you know part of the the MBA program. So I got to fourth place and the the biggest argument against my business was just that there was not enough demand, right? It was not generalized enough. And so I would be able to generate some income from that business, but it really was not enough demand to make it a um, interesting enough business for the venture capitalists who were judging the, the businesses, um, yeah, to, to make it interesting enough for them. So anyway, I learned all these things along the way, and I guess my the biggest thing I'd, I'd like to leave you with is that there were not big catastrophic big catastrophic failures along the way there was a lot of micro failures so I had a lot of small failures along the way and each time I failed better so that was really important for me to to wrap my mind around when I'm failing at something I'm I'm taking away a pearl from it that's gonna help me in the in my future endeavors and each time I'm failing better you know my my um the, the project or the business that I pitched at the Michigan Business Challenge was more sophisticated than my beanie baby stealing and selling, right? So I think that I, I've gotten better. doesn't mean that I've gotten to the best point or the peak point, and I don't know when I'll, I'll label something a success. Um, actually, I think I, I do have like small successes, and it's really important to, to celebrate those, but it's not like, oh, I made it, I succeeded. It's just like, oh, that was a great a great launch or that was a great system we set up. So my philosophy is very much iterate fast, iterate really fast and fail better. So each time you're trying to, you know, take this project off the ground and you don't necessarily exceed your expectations, you don't meet your goals or whatever, but you take something from that and you make the next time much better so that you're failing up. And so this is the, the last thing that I want to leave you with now. This is something that I've learned recently because I've been trying to wrap my mind around how to cope with my daughter's surgery. So some of you guys might know that my daughter uh, was born with a lymphatic malformation, with, which is a super complicated treatment and, and it's rare. Sorry, it's a super complicated uh, condition and it's rare. And she, so she's got a big mass on her neck and her face. And it was life-threatening at first, but now she's to the point where she's completely stable. It's cosmetic, um, but she's, I mean, it's just purely cosmetic, but she's almost three. And there's always kids that are pointing at her and like laughing at her. And it, it's super cute because she'll, um, she'll 
she'll point at them and she'll say, hey, don't, that's not nice. I was born like this. And she'll, she'll say, we don't care what you think. And then she'll look at me and she'll say, she'll say, right, dad. And it's, it's really cute now, but I can see how it's, it's, it's going to affect her soon. Uh, she's going to start feeling it soon. And I'm trying to do the best that I can to get her in a, in a good spot uh, so that she, so she doesn't have as much prejudice going against her, right? She's, she's, she's a really strong girl, I think, because of her condition and just because of the psychology of, of having to stand up to other kids and, and be okay and comfortable with herself. Um, but my wife and I are trying to get her in, in a better place even. So we're having some surgery coming up for her. We did a lot of shopping around. We've, we've, um, we found our surgeon. He's up in Seattle. And we're going to be traveling up there to get it done. Um, and she's going to have a couple surgeries. So first surgery is going to be this, wow, this week, yeah, this Thursday. So anyway, I've had to come up with, or I've, I've had to find a system that works for me to cope with, with stress and cope with things that don't go according to plan. And the way that I, that I cope with it now is that if something goes wrong, like say an event happened and it's like a, it's like a hard event on you, right? It's a hard event. The way that you, the way that I like to think about it is like, okay, this event happened. Now, where does this event fall in my personal narrative? Now, you might not have a personal narrative. I, I do. Uh, and if, and, and I would strongly recommending creating, uh, strongly recommend creating one. And it's just, you know, I, I just have a little journal. I just write out like, this is where I'm at in my life. Um, you know, I've, I've had a pretty good life and this is where I'm going in my life. And so that's basically the narrative. This is where I'm at and this is where I'm going. And so now any event that happens. So for example, my office got broken into and got my stuff stolen a couple days ago. So now I take that event and I say, I, I fit it into my narrative in a way that pushes me forward. So I'll like, for example, if, if that's part of the story, the office got broken into, they took some stuff, but they didn't take my videos. And you know what? This was a great time in my life because it, it, it taught me the lesson that I need to back my things up. I need to increase security. And I put all my effort into my launch and it turned out to be a successful launch anyway. And I overcame, uh, even though I had that struggle. Uh, maybe I can also say in my narrative that this taught me how to uh, I, this taught me to build in room for for uh, variables in the launch, right? So I took an event that wasn't expected, that was like, it was a struggle event, but I fit it into my life in a way that makes, that improves my life, right? So in, I, it, it could have been easy for me to just be like, man, this, they, they stole my stuff and now my launch is ruined. No, so that's, <clears throat> that's not the way to do it. And I used to, I used to also think of parenthood that way, right? So here, I, I just I just parked in my garage, actually. So when Olivia's crying, you know, dog's barking, dog pooped on the carpet, and then Olivia's just like a handful, I used to think like, oh, why me? Man, this parenthood is hard. But instead, a better way to think of it is this is helping me to be a more patient person. Or if me and Teresa are having a, a, a like a marital struggle, um, this is something that really helped me out a lot. If we're having like an argument and it's a big one or something, rather than think, man, this marriage is hard, fitting that into my personal narrative, uh, I can I can think of it like, 
while we overcame this struggle and we became stronger as a couple and we've overcome a lot of big things versus thinking my marriage is hard. You know, instead, in the moment, I'm thinking, wow, this is a big thing for us to overcome, but it's going to make us really strong. And in our overall uh, relationship story, it's going to make us stronger and we'll be able to tell our you know, our kids that we we stayed strong throughout our marriage. So uh, I hope I've, exp- I've uh, articulated it right and I, I hope it helps somebody. And it, it seems like a like a little like a really minor thing. But it's really been huge for me. So anyway, hope it helps somebody. I just got to my house. I better get going because we have to pack up our stuff for the hospital. And um, yeah, I if you guys listen to this before Thursday, please say a prayer for for our family. And I'll be I'll be seeing you guys. All right, bye bye.